Sometimes it takes a moment to see how the puzzle's coming together, doesn't it? And um, with all the stuff about refugees and, uh, and then the stuff about the Christmas story, I think sometimes trying to put that puzzle together in your head is a little bit difficult. And um, you can't fail to have seen the news this year, and it's been dominated by refugees, hasn't it? Whether they were trying to cross from Africa to Italy, or whether they were going from Turkey to Greece, or queuing at the borders between European countries, or trying to jump on trains and lorries at Calais. And um, as you've heard, we've had people from our church experience um, what it's really like on the ground for those refugees as they're in crisis, both at the Greek-Macedonian border and in Yalova in Turkey with the Syrians and the Iranians. And uh, we look at these problems and we see it as a very modern problem. And we see it as you know, something caused by terrorism and war. We see international leaders trying to get together, trying to figure out how they're going to solve this problem and struggling. But I believe it's nothing new. Jesus experienced these horrors right at the start of his life. And he's able to sympathize with the people who are facing these issues today. At the start of his life, he was born into poverty his mom and his stepdad, they, they had to travel across their country to register for a census. And it seems mad to me that they needed to travel. I mean, what was Caesar Augustus thinking? Surely if he'd just done a little kind of online survey, he could have got somebody to then put it all into a big Excel file. He could have had all the graphs he needed for who was where. But no. He didn't have that technology to hand, did he? And uh, so there's Joseph with Mary. And she's heavily pregnant. And they have to travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem. So like any good man starting out on a journey, he googled it to see how far it would go. And uh, found out there was 27 kilometers and that it would take 36 minutes by car. As long as you use the Nazareth ring road. <laughs> But he didn't have a car, and they didn't have a ring road, and it's 10 hours donkey ride between those two towns. And I don't know if you can imagine what that must have been like with Mary heavily pregnant. I suspect that was two days of donkey walking across the dusty tracks. And uh, Caesar Augustus didn't know the implication of what he was saying when he said there should be a census and that people should go back to their own towns. Because it meant that Jesus was born in the town that it said he was going to be born in. In the Old Testament of the Bible. Been written hundreds of years before. And Caesar Augustus unwittingly changed what was going to happen by saying there's going to be a census. And then having been born, the dangers didn't finish for Jesus at that point. King Herod We've heard about it already said. So he's spoken to the kings and he thinks, oh no, there's another king who's coming and I'm going to lose all of my power. So what does he decide to do? He decides to kill all the children under two that are male. And I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty horrific. And so I thought, well, 
Well, was that normal in their society that these things happened? And apparently it did. Apparently in the Roman Empire, people would get rid of children. They would kill them if they weren't wanted. And it's a horrific thought. And actually, Herod says, we're going to do that to every boy under two. And then Joseph, he becomes aware of the threat because of an angel. And he decides to flee the country, crossing that border from Israel to Sinai. And in Egypt, they would be safe. And then Jesus could grow for a few years in the desert as a refugee, seeking some asylum. And then one day, when Herod died, it would have been safe to return. And I wonder what it, what it was like. Was there lots of people going south to cross the border? Was it like it is at the moment where people are trying to cram across these borders? Once again, they googled their journey, and it was 345 kilometers to Arish, which is a nice little seaside town just onto the Sinai Peninsula, and it's four hours by car. But what a nightmare border. And on donkey, 140 hours. That's two weeks of 10-hour days on a donkey to flee the country. And I wonder how many people were doing the same journey. Was there this mass exodus? Or, due to the lack of social media, did nobody actually know it was happening apart from Joseph? And did everyone think he was mad as he journeyed south? If they were the only ones, as they stopped in village after village... And they said what they were doing. Did people think they're crazy? Did his family know? Did they go back to Nazareth, the wrong direction, just to tell the story of what they were going to do? Or did they think they'd all died at the hands of Herod? You know, I I don't know the answers to those questions. But what I do know is that unwittingly, Herod had played into God's hands once again. Because it says in the Old Testament that Jesus would come out of Egypt. And you know, there's 353 prophecies, um, foretellings of Christ in the Old Testament that he fulfilled in his life and his death and then his resurrection. And you know what? Jesus went through these things not for no purpose, but because he can sympathize with our troubles and with our weaknesses. He experienced rejection, and he promises to be with us as we feel rejected. As we have turmoils in our life and turmoils in our world, he promises he will be with us. It says in Hebrews, Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. And later in that chapter it says, So then, Since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he has faced all of the same testings we do, and yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive mercy. And we will find grace to help us when we need it most. I loved Helen's story. I loved the story of those 
to uh, that young family with their young baby over there in Turkey. And they have found just what they need when they came to Christ. And I wonder, how many kings are refugees? Jesus fled not because he was a little baby, but because he was the king. And he had the right to the throne. And Herod, he felt very inadequate with that. And he wanted all of the power. And I want to ask, what are you fleeing from this Christmas? You know, because Jesus can be with you as you struggle through life. He said, never, never will I leave you or forsake you. We've got up here, God with us. And uh, Emmanuel is the name that was given to Christ, and it means God with us. And Jesus is with us as we go through life's troubles. So do you need Jesus on your side this Christmas? When the angel appeared to Mary at the beginning of the Christmas story, he says to her, nothing, nothing is impossible with God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you are with us every step of the way and that you are not remote and somewhere out there in a far distant galaxy, but you are God with us. You are here with us and you are here to walk with us through life's difficulties. You're here to support all those refugees. You're there to comfort them in their trouble times in their loss and we thank you lord that you can be with us and that you promise to be with us when we ask and we thank you for that lord jesus amen